Hermione was not surprised when Ron headed directly through the house and toward the back garden. She knew that he found it difficult to contain himself indoors when he was angry. He banged his way through the front room, cursed loudly all the way down the corridor, and slammed open the back door without much regard for the hinges. Hermione followed more quietly, doing her best to sort out her thoughts, which were spinning even more quickly than usual. Watching Ron a moment ago, she'd seen something terribly frightening happen in his face. He'd looked as if he wanted to kill Malfoy, really kill him. Ron, stop! I can't keep up, she panted, pushing through the hedge at the end of the planted garden and running to catch up with Ron, who had nearly reached the forest. He stopped at her request, however, and turned to wait for her, a dark look on his face. Hermione caught up and worked to catch her breath, unsure of what she wanted to say to him about what had happened at the DAL. He needs to go the hell home, Ron said abruptly, his eyes fierce, and I don't need a lecture from you right now. Hermione felt irritation rise up instantly in her blood. She hadn't intended to fight, but Ron always knew exactly what to say to get her started. I just came out here to talk to you, Ron. Right, I know that look. What look? That one. Ron pointed to her face. The one you always get when you're about to tell me off. Hermione opened her mouth to do just that, but Ron shook his head and cut her off. I didn't do anything to him, did I? And I don't want to talk about him now. I just want him to leave. But if he stays, you're going to threaten him in the middle of the street every time he does something you don't like? Hermione snapped. He hasn't provoked us. He hasn't tried to interfere at all in our summer until today, and then only because we were forced into using the same exam center. He probably doesn't want to be here any more than you want him here. Ron eyed her silently for a moment. Nice of you to stand up for Malfoy, he said finally, and then pivoted and began to stride away, nearly twice as fast as he had been going previously. That is ridiculous, Hermione yelled, lunging after him and grabbing him by the wrist. That doesn't even make sense, and you know it. Stay here and talk to me. Ron turned sharply and yanked his hand out of her grip. You want me to let Malfoy make ugly comments about you, is that it? he said heatedly. You think he ought to be allowed just to keep that Death Eater attitude after everything we've fought for? No. There's nothing you can do about his attitude. Ron put a hand to his wand. Oh, yes, there is. Hermione shuddered involuntarily. You don't mean that. Stop it. Stop acting like you want to hurt him. I do want to hurt him. No, Hermione said quickly, choosing to ignore the fact that Ron was clearly telling the truth. No, you don't. It's a word, Ron. Mudblood was just a word. It's not worth fighting over. Then what was that war about, Hermione? Ron hollered, slamming his fist into his palm. I'm not letting him get away with it. So you're going to curse him next time he calls me a name? Is that what you're telling me? I'm saying he'd deserve it if I did. You'll be put in prison if you did. Ron didn't reply. He looked very much as if he would have liked to hit something. Instead, he bent down suddenly, picked up a rock, and hurled it into the forest with incredible force. Hermione watched him, wondering what to make of it. She often didn't know what to make of Ron's temper. It wasn't entirely under his control, and though she hated to admit it, it sometimes frightened her a little. After a long, silent moment, Ron dropped down to sit in the grass and ran a hand through his hair. I told you I didn't want to talk about this, he said. Hermione knelt down beside him and sat on her heels. But I want to. Ron looked at her, 
really. I hadn't noticed. You're scaring me, she continued, choosing to ignore his sarcasm. I don't want Malfoy here either. But there's nothing we can do about it, and when you had your wand on him in the street like that, I thought for a second... Hermione trailed off and clasped her hands in her lap. I mean, I know you wouldn't really kill anybody. I would. Ron said it so firmly and so unhesitatingly that Hermione flinched. Please don't ever say that, she whispered, feeling her heart beat faster. She loved Ron. There was no way not to love him, but it made her sick to think that he could want to hurt somebody that badly. But it's the truth, he answered. I would. I'd kill anything that tried to hurt you. The sick feeling in Hermione's stomach disappeared and was replaced with the familiar rush of heat that only Ron could bring on. He had always been so passionate about defending her, she'd lost track of the number of times that she and Harry had had to hold Ron back by his robes because Malfoy had said something particularly nasty to her, and every time he'd gone to battle for her, she had only learned to love him more. His protective instinct toward her had always made her feel safe and special, even before she had understood the reasons for her feelings. Without a word, she reached for one of Ron's big hands, which was resting on his knee, and slipped her hand into it. His fingers tightened immediately around hers. "'I don't mean to scare you,' he mumbled after a moment. She nodded. "'Ginny told me you cried the day you saw Malfoy,' Ron continued. She told me you were worried I'd hurt him and get carted off to Azkaban. Culperot, Hermione corrected unthinkingly. Not Azkaban anymore. And Ginny wasn't supposed to tell you any of that. Ron shrugged. Yeah, that's what she said. I'm glad she did, though. Did you really say... Ron stopped, and the ear that Hermione could see turned a definite shade of pink. Did I really say what? she prodded. That, uh... You could stand anything but me getting taken away? Ron blushed entirely now, and Hermione smiled. She reached up and gently kissed his very red ear. Yes, and I meant it. Ron squeezed her hand, and then let it go and put his arm around her. Well, it's not like I want to get put away, he said, and laughed. I'll ignore Malfoy if I have to. I don't want to separate it either. He leaned his head against hers, and Hermione thought guiltily of her intention to leave England to seek out the thinker. She pushed the thought away. That was entirely different than being arrested for an unforgivable curse. Just promise me that you won't fight with Malfoy again, she asked. Ron groaned. Hermione, I just said, just please, promise me. Hermione felt Ron's ribs rise and fall as he gave an inaudible sigh beside her. Fine, he agreed quietly. I'll promise even though he makes me want to, I know. Ron turned and looked at her, and she felt a thrill run through her at the intensity of his expression. She shut her eyes, knowing he would kiss her, and a moment later she felt his mouth cover hers. So we can apparate, he murmured several minutes later. I know. I was so nervous. I thought I'd fail. Ron laughed. No comment. Oh, shut up. She kissed him. I was thinking I ought to visit my parents now that we have our licenses. Can we go on Monday? Fine with me. I'll tell Goldie I need Monday off. Can I tell him why, if he asks? Yes, all right. And Ron? Have you ever heard of thinkers? The abruptness of her own question startled Hermione. She hadn't realized she wanted to ask him the question until the words were out, 
and once they were out, she wished she could put them back in. Ron looked at her curiously, clearly intrigued by this sudden change of conversation. Sure, harnessing magic and all that. There's this one down in Greece, or something. Some place unplottable. She works with the Ministry every once in a while. Develops spells, I think. My dad knows. Why? Oh, no reason. It was a lie, and Hermione wished that she could take that back as well, especially since Ron didn't look as though he believed her at all. Okay, he began, clearly unconvinced. Hermione shook her head to stop him, and decided to tell part of the truth. I've just been thinking lately about my parents, and how a thinker might be able to develop the magic to restore their minds. Ron looked surprised. I never thought of that, he said. You should write to her. I have. Hermione looked down and started picking at the grass, still unsure of how much she wanted to reveal. Really? Ron sat up straighter. Did you tell her about your parents? No. No? Ron paused as if waiting for an answer. When Hermione gave none, he nudged her with his shoulder. Well, why not? Because it wasn't that kind of letter. She looked up at Ron quickly and saw that he was frowning. Are you being mysterious on purpose or something? What kind of letter was it? He demanded, looking at her intently. Hermione sighed. She'd gotten herself this far into it. It was a letter seeking employment, she said quietly. I asked her if she wanted an apprentice. Ron seemed to freeze for a split second. An apprentice. Oh, Ron shifted. In Greece. Off Cyprus, I think. I mean, I can't be sure because it's unplottable. But if you look at it logically, then from the reading I've done, it seems to be, so you're going there. His voice was abrupt, short. He dropped his arm from her shoulders and sat back to look at her. I didn't say that. But you got the job. I didn't say that either. You got every other job you applied for, Hermione. And you're going to tell me you didn't get this one? Yes. Ron blinked. Obviously, he hadn't been expecting that answer. Yes? He asked tentatively. Yes, you didn't get it? He couldn't quite hide the hope in his voice, and Hermione fought down a sudden surge of anger. She'd known that Ron wouldn't be keen on the idea of her leaving England, but she also had expected his support. Yes, I didn't get it. Ron nodded. That's too bad, he offered, a little too cheerfully. Hermione snorted, not quite under her breath and we have a winner for the most encouraging boyfriend of the century. Now, come on, Ron began, working his face into a position of supportive interest, which irritated Hermione even further. If it was what you really wanted, then I'm sorry you didn't. Hermione waved her hands to stop him. Don't even try it. You're better off not saying anything else, honestly. Ron sighed. So now I'm in trouble. Hermione rolled her eyes. Please. She stood up and brushed the dirt from her robes, unwilling to talk to Ron any further about her real plans for the end of the summer. Since speaking to Ginny, she decided that if no letter of acceptance came from the thinker, she would attempt to find the woman anyway, and if Ron didn't want to be helpful about it, then she just wouldn't tell him anything else right now. Let's just go in. She began to walk quickly toward the back of the house. Ron scrambled to his feet and caught up with her. It's Harry's birthday next Friday, he said, obviously hoping for a change of subject. Hermione nodded and kept walking. We ought to do something for him, since we get to be with him this year, Ron continued earnestly, as if a show of friendship toward Harry would earn him forgiveness, 
don't you think? Sure, why not? Hermione thought that her tone was noticeably nonplussed, but Ron only grinned, apparently forgetting all about thinkers for the time being as they approached the back door. He continued to talk about Harry. We ought to surprise him, really get him good. I'll bet Fred and George would come up from Hogsmeade, and we could get Sirius to stay home for once. I'll tell Dad to make him take the day off. Great idea, Hermione said briefly. It was amazing the way Ron could completely ignore the fact that she was angry and continue a conversation all by himself. We can plan the entire thing behind his back, Ron finished happily, looking very pleased with himself. You mean we can plan it in front of his face, Hermione corrected tersely, walking up the back steps. Don't you think he might guess? Ron guffawed. Who, Harry? When he's got cannons tryouts starting on Monday? We could talk about it all night at dinner, and he wouldn't even hear us. He's oblivious half the time, and it's even worse when Quidditch is involved, trust me. Dean, Seamus, Neville, and I used to joke about transfiguring his firebolt into a girl and slipping it into bed with him one night. We thought he might push it away if he didn't recognize it as his broomstick. He did sleep with it on the bed once before a match, you know. Hermione's hand went to her mouth, and she instinctively tried to stifle her giggle. She realized again why it was so difficult to stay angry with Ron for more than five seconds at a time. Ron! She tried to sound shocked and angry, but she knew her eyes were betraying her. You never actually did that, did you? He shook his head, but raised one eyebrow suggestively. You wouldn't do that now. Don't go getting any ideas in your head. Ron looked back at her for a long moment. Yeah, he answered. I know. He smiled. They stood still until the moment had passed. Hermione's annoyance passed along with it, although she knew that she and Ron still had a lot to work out. She told him a bit of what she was thinking, and she'd seen his response. For now, she'd keep the thinker to herself. She still had until the end of the summer to make him understand. She headed into Lupin Lodge with Ron at her side, laughing openly when he suggested that they give Harry a framed copy of his first Daily Prophet interview as a birthday present.